following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another chapter of Anime Made Me Do It. We are your hosts. I am Tyler. And I am Aaron. This is chapter 84. Uh had a decent amount of news uh when i was first going through everything it didn't seem like there was a lot and i was like oh yeah there's this 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 and then aaron sent me a few so let's get it rolling uh first up the time i got reincarnated as a slime sells over 1 million tickets it topped 1.33 billion yen in japan um i'm surprised honestly that it made that much um, but Crunchyroll screened the film in all major global territories, excluding Asia, in early 2023. Uh, the film's rollout started in December and will eventually include the U.S., U.K., Australia, Zealand, South Africa, and a lot of other countries. Um, I can't say this is what I'm going to go see in theaters. <laughs> Personally, I liked the first season of the show. Didn't like the second, so um, what can I say? Yeah, I think this is one that'll do its best in Japan. Yeah. Um, like- as opposed to another story we're going to get to shortly. But um, I mean, I think this speaks more to the quality of anime movies. You know what I mean? Like, it's just I feel like like, ha- like this is happening more and more often, and even in just the short time we've been doing this show, like you just see consistently across all the different genres of anime that everything's just kind of going up. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is one of those films where it's like, and that's at a time with Avatar out in movie theaters, dude. Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie's kind of nichey, whereas like. Dragon Ball kind of transcends. It's not Dragon Ball or One Piece. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, if that's your thing, if Isekais are your thing, you like the show, uh, check it out when it comes to the what US I mean, or whatever. $3 million dollars in three days, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. But it did take advantage of a rather weak fall season. Mm hmm. That is true. Because Black Adam fucking sucked. I mean, Black Panther came out, but it wasn't as good as we were hoping. Big R.I.P. to uh, Chadwick Boseman. True that. Uh, I mean, and and One Piece. I mean, One Piece Red was still in the theaters too when that came out. No, well, I mean, we had just got it in the states, so in Japan, it probably was kind of running solo a little bit. Yeah. 
and it got in just before the you know a few weeks before Avatar, so it, you know, mm-hmm. timing wise, works out. So up next is the One Piece film Red Slam Dunk Take Toei to a new record-breaking 2022 box office. Toy Animation has achieved a record high at the box office in 2022. This is insane. I don't Earning know. around 246 million due to One Piece Red Film and the first slam dunk. That doesn't yep. include fucking Dragon Ball, dude. No. Toy has generated record box office. Doesn't mention anything. Oh, look at that in that popular section. We should have that debate. Which one? We'd have, we'd have, have to, to get be a whole other thing, but we'd have to get someone else on the show or two people I even. I don't even know what I'd say. Because I'm actually starting to like the middle one a lot. And I think this one has a recency bias. But it's fucking good, though. It's, re- it's really good. Um, Go back to this. It made a lot of money. Toy made a lot of money. How much money did Dragon Ball Super Superhero make? Dragon Ball. Well, remember, dude, that we had a story early, you know, early-ish in 22 about how Gundam was their number one Money maker, mm-hmm. like Toei's got to be in the best place that they've ever been financially. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I love that One Piece Red movie, and we love Dragon Ball, so I mean. God, that's a lot of fucking money. Jesus. So. Dragon Ball Super Superhero earned about. uh, 12.11 million. USD. I think it was way more than that. That's just in Japan, dude. I know. I'm very confused by the wording of all this. Box office total. This is saying it made 94 million. So, I mean, chalk that up to 94 million, add in. Which I don't know if that's right. Yeah, I don't know either. But if that is right, and it's added to the U.S. total with uh, with One Piece Red and the Slam Dunk, which I've never even heard of, that takes them up to two hundred and thirty or three hundred and thirty nine million. It's fucking nuts for three things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Or three movies, anime movies. <laughs> right, dude. Like the fucking crazy. A lot of fucking money, dude. It is. Uh, next up, Johnny Young Bosch returns his Vash Stampede for Trigun Stampedes. Uh, 
English dub. Uh, he's kind of iconic in the realm of Vash. Like, I kind of forgot what he sounded like, and as soon as I hit play, like, I... Yeah. Like, as soon as I hear him, I'm like, that's Vash. Like, oh, he's got a video and shit. Yeah. Oh, uh, this if I do this if I do that again There's no dude that's a big get because uh-huh, I, I think we did a story about they didn't know if he was going to come back or not great characters and one that literally launched my voiceover career so I am very happy and excited to announce that I will be returning as Vash in Trigun Stampede an all new anime adaptation on this classic franchise Trigun Stampede is currently streaming on Crunchyroll and the dub will arrive on January 21st so please mark your calendars and I'll see you then eight days away that's fucking cool yeah so yeah if you were a big fan of Johnny Young Bosch uh, as the original Vash, come check it out. I, I watched the first episode. I honestly like it. It's not my favorite type of stuff, art style, whatnot. But I enjoy it. I just think that's the way anime is pivoting right now. Oh, 100%. And we're going to talk about I mean, that it's, in a little bit. It's just, it's just the way things are going to go. Um. Next oh, up, shit. yeah. Can we talk about that story, dude. This? No, no, no. Kurt, move your cursor. Cursor. Yeah, that fucking story. No, the second one down. Oh fuck! This almost kind of goes in. That came out today. Shit. All right, we'll talk that about that. That kind of ties after. into another story. Which one? Oh shit. Not that one. Oh, fuck that yeah, one. dude. Not that one. And we'll talk about that towards the end. All right. Uh, Anime Expo discontinues premiere fan badges. Um, staff of Anime Expo revealed on Monday that it's discontinued its premiere fan badge, fan badge system. Its premiere fan badge granted the following benefits to customers at last year's Anime Expo. 40 access badge mailing with exclusive lanyard fan swag bag. Designated hotel booking block. Exclusive ticketing pre-sale purchase period and advanced reservation for select events. Priority entry access to convention center and early access to exhibit hall. Fan lounge access and discount on official anime expo merchandise. The badge had cost $549. And let's, let me look, that's, it's kind of wild actually. The badge cost $549. It had a designated hotel booking block, which probably isn't included in this. It no, has exclusive ticketing pre-sale purchase period, which means you still have to purchase your tickets to the actual event. A discount on official anime expo merchandise. Like, that's crazy. For a swag bag, that's probably not that good. Exactly. You probably get a t-shirt that says that has that AX logo on it. The fucking hat and that lanyard. Yeah, for 504 Maybe that's why they got rid of it. Maybe not a lot of people bought sure it. Nobody bought it. And they felt like they uh, got ripped off. Wow, because look at... So registration starts on the 24th for, the ne- for this year's. The most expensive badge 
for four-day access to the convention will cost $145. That's a steep difference. We'll return to LA. And honestly, that and honestly, that's not a bad price for four-day access to a convention. I've gone to like four or five conventions, and that's not bad at all. Like I've gone to ones where one day access was like fifty dollars. So four yeah, days. One forty-five ain't bad. That's what three. 12, 25, 30, like 38 bucks. Over $36. Yeah. I'm sure there's taxes and fees. So it probably, it's probably 160 something by the end of it. So it's probably like 40 bucks a day. But I mean, yeah. I would love to that's go. That's one of that's one of the top expos to go to, though. I'd love to go, but someone's getting married. Uh yeah. You know. I do be like that though. It, you know, it do, you know. All right. <laughs> this fucking guy, dude. Have you ever watched have you watched this shit? Dude, he I nuts, dude. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Did you see that interview we just had? All right. So Pokemon Detroit Lions. No, the one yeah, uh from the last game they played. Um was this the last game they played? Yeah, it was from this game. It was this post game yeah, that, interview. That was the last Sunday night football game of the year, I think. When he's like, he's like, uh, he's like talking, he's like crying. And then he starts talking shit about the Packers. Uh, Detroit Lions, Jamal Williams references Naruto on Sunday Night Football. Let's watch the clip. Our swag, Kazakage, leader of the hidden village of the Dean. Swag, Kazakage. <laughs> Crazy. Our swag, Kazakage, leader of the hidden village of the Dean. Leader of the hidden village of the Den. Oh, it's because Lions Den. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would love I to have him something on the Instagram the other day. I would. Actually, love I posted to have a few videos of him. I posted a couple things that he's done. Jamal Williams is that dude. Dude, did you see that one interview? He was just straight up dressed like, like the Akatsuki <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shout out to Hypelands. I sent you that that fleece, right? Yes. I want to it's fucking sweet. I would dude. love to get that. It's like noon, noon our time. I think it's nine. It's nine Pacific. So I think three hour difference. I think it'd be noon for us. Support the buying a jersey. I'm gonna buy his jersey. Um also in the realm of it's kind of funny how like Anime's taken over uh, the football culture too, uh, because well, there's a lot of fucking nerds. Oh yeah, nerd athletes. We when we've spoken about that a lot. I think Von Miller is a closet nerd. I mean, he does the whole streaming thing, right? But I think he's, oh, a, he's closet a gamer. Nerd. He's a gamer. So that's your boy. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars tweet attack on tired inspired poster. So you have Trevor Lawrence with holding a football like he's about to cock back like he's ready to throw. <laughs> it says attack on Titan, battle for the AFC South. And then they got TIA <laughs> Bankfield with Derrick Henry, right? Is that Derrick Henry? Yeah, yeah it's Derrick Henry. Henry. At the top, like he's the uh, um, colossal. colossal Titan. <laughs> it's actually it's, it's that funny. season one poster. It's a recreation of the season one poster of Attack on Titan. 
It's fucking awesome. That's straight up. That's the Jaguars straight up verified social media too. Yeah. I like fucking that. Awesome. That's just, it's a clever play on words and they ended up winning that fucking game too. They're in the playoffs. I need to talk to my boy. Uh, uh, what's Deion Dawkins? He follows uh, Jamal Williams on the Instagram. So I need him to slide in the DMs for me. We need to get him on. We need to get Jamal on. Yeah. Uh, MHA, Shoto Todoroki gets special trailer for his birthday. Started watching it, as you can see. This thing's fucking sick. I like it. It's got a lot of manga inspired shit panels and stuff. That's still to this moment. That Deku Shoto first fight, that's one of my favorite moments of the whole series, still. Are you all caught up on the My Hero? No. My brother in Christ, you gotta get caught I, up. I know. I life is slowing down a little bit. Feel that. We've been, been busy. Shout out Endeavor. Shout out Endeavor. So yeah, Shoto, uh, you know Shoto is very pivotal to the show. There's one more picture after this one, I think. It's just I think it's that Oh god, that one. That! I love that. That cover. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Oh, let's see. Shoto's the fucking man, dude. If you could get a print, oh of that. my god! Like I might need to make a call to our friend PB Rose. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, dude. What number is that? I gotta move you. Jump comics six. You can get it for come on for nine twenty five. I'll take that. <laughs> That's fucking sick too. Thirty five the one before that. This one? Or yeah. 34? I like 34. I, I ain't mad at that one either. <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I'm going to get that for you, big dog. Where's this coming from? Oh, uh, it's actually coming from Japan. I don't think that's necessary, buddy. God, he's fucked up. 
Dobby, yeah. All right. Rip to his face, dude. Rip to everything. All right, next up. Solo leveling a webtoon to get side story in honor of Dubu. Uh, he was we, the we spoke comic about. artist. He passed away from cardiac arrest, or like maybe it was like a hereditary thing. Something with know. the heart. I'll look. In, I'll look into it. Um, so loving webtoons. It's definitely a cardio, cardio, uh, cardiovascular thing. Um, yeah. The details about the plot are unknown, but a group of artists will illustrate the story in Dubu's honor. Side story will launch. The launch of Cacao Page and Webtoon on January 21st, actually. Coming up. After that, will be updated every Wednesday. The announcement made by the studio states that Dubu's colleagues gathered to honor his legacy. He was respected by everyone he worked with. He ran a company in the studio. Um, he had a, a cere- cerebral hemorrhage. Jesus. That's right. That's sad. He's very talented. He's, he's had a, like... Worse than a stroke. He's 37. They said it's genetic. He ran a company, a studio, while training many outstanding students and leaving them to the world. He was a leader, teacher, and pioneer of art. Oh, it's right here. Dubu passed away at 37 due to cerebral hemorrhage caused, caused by a chronic illness. Uh, solo leveling webtoon, which featured... Du- Art by Dubu ended after 178 episodes and three years of serialization. So that comes out in eight days. So I'll be looking forward to that. Shout out to that and big RIP to Dubu once again. So, you know, a positive story about that. And now, you know, and now we have to go into a little bit of a negative. Uh, I'm going to call this group Kosha. The Korean Occupational Agency, uh, Occupational Safety and Health Agency, reports uh, report paints a tragic picture for the health of webcomic artists. This is honestly like it's nothing new. I was gonna say this is like the same story that we've talked about a bunch. It's just they kind of spun it a little bit different. Yes. But it's um, it's across the board, really. It's happening for Japanese artists, Korean artists. It's just that's what's happening. People are just getting burned out. Excuse me. A Korean survey finds that webcomic creators are suffering mentally, physically, and emotionally from an industry that routinely overworks its artists. Again, like if you've been listening to this show and. Um, it's a we lot of the news. It seems like every couple weeks we hear about a hiatus happening. I don't I don't think we've gone more than three episodes in a row where we haven't had to speak about something like this. Yeah. In 85 episodes, like 84 episodes. Yeah, basically 85. Yeah. If you count zero. Well, this isn't necessarily information. The stats depict how dire the situation is. Now, I don't think the one we just talked about, I don't think um dubu i don't think he was no he it seemed to be like a thing he was dealing with for a very very long time so i don't think that one yeah necessarily i mean was it a contributing factor who's to say we didn't you there's no way of knowing that 
But what was the name of this? Who did this survey? OSHA, Korean Occupational. Oh, so uh, like, okay. Safety and Health Agency. And that's very new. That was said, it's a January 5th. It is translated by Manwa Bang. 28.7% of webcomic creators in Korea have depression compared to the national average of 7.7%. Creators are more likely to be diagnosed with anxiety, depression, and sleeping disorders if the artists receive negative comments. As the popularity of a webcomic is directly correlated to a work's success, it leads to artists including more cuts in their works, thus developing muscle disorders and other body illnesses due to long periods of sitting. Survey results found 17.3% considered committing suicide compared to the Korean national average of 10.7%, with similarly That's higher percentages and those who have planned to commit suicide and those who reported attempting it. That's a fucking lot, dude. That's almost double. Uh, I'm going to butcher this name. Usually are decent at pronouncing stuff, but... Whoa! Janiljus. Janiljus. The artist for Roxana took a hiatus in August 2022. The artist wrote on Twitter about the debilitating health effects she suffered from long hours of work and had a miscarriage due to abnormal uterine bleeding after her producer denied her a break. According to, again, sorry for butchering this one, Pankaria's, Pankaria's uh, article about solo-loving artist death, Navir Webtoon, and Cacao Entertainment claims that they have regulations to support writers Secretary General of Webtoons Writers Union Hashin Hashin Ah said it is important to institutionally guarantee the artist's right to rest and health. I agree with that. Fuck yeah, um, dude. Fucking normal shit. Like that I mean, shouldn't yeah. be a given. You know what I mean? Like this shouldn't be a. We should. Like, this should already that. be a thing. It's twenty twenty three, dude. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Um. Dude, this is nuts. I'll read this one. According to the survey of Korean webcomic creators, 22 and a half of their respondents said their monthly minimum income was less than 500,000 won, which in U.S. dollars equates to less than $400. With 40.9% reporting they made between 500,000 to a million. That's only $800. A month. And then read that after. A 2021 Webtoon Artist Survey found creators worked an average of 10 and a half hours a day over an average of 5.9 days in a week. And 17% reported working more than 14 hours a day at times. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. A lot of people have their rest. See, we as content consumers, we're primarily, Aaron and I are content creators because of the show, but we're primarily content consumers. We consume so much more content than we create. Um, and I, for one, it would be 100% okay, because I've said this before, with artists taking time off, if it meant, especially if it meant that like um, their health was declining and if they want to just take some time to work on some, like a panel or a whole entire uh, 
couple weeks worth of um i keep on saying manga but if i think these are called manwas or web comics these people deserve their rest they put all this time and effort and they're literally blood sweat and tears into this so they deserve the, some some rest for for all their the needs that they have give your people over a, a break and i'm glad that the Fucking secretary general people. yeah pay your people too that too holy shit i'll tell you what dude holy shit dude just do the math on 10 hours a day so 60 hours a week roughly mm-hmm. to make 800 jesus fuck dude well, that's 240 hours over four weeks and 800 divided by 240. That's $3.33 an hour. Oh, my God. I. Yeah. Not good, buddy. Nope. That ain't good. Nope, nope, nope. That's fucked up, man. That's so shot. Big time. We haven't had one that bad in a while. See, but that's important that they do surveys like that and shit. Yeah, I agree. So that way, like, it comes out. People talk. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, if if that got swept under the rug. So, I mean, honestly, shout out to the Korean Health Organization. You know, basically their version of OSHA. Mm -hmm. For bringing that shit to light, because otherwise this shit doesn't change. Yeah. It sucks. I couldn't imagine that. I bitch about us. $3 an hour, dude. What the fuck? Um, next up, can't say I didn't see this coming. Uh, Kodansha is removing six ma- 16 manga titles from Crunchyroll on January 31st. And they are as the following. biggies in here too, dude. Yep. A sign of affection, card capture soccer, clear card. Drifting Dragons, Eden Zero, Fairy Tale, big one. Farewell, my dear Kramer. Fire Force, big one. Inspector, somewhat big one. Space Brothers, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, big, big one. one. Ghost, Ghost in the, the Shell, big one. Uh, the World of Summoning to Your Eternity, big one. Tapu GP, UQ Holder, and Wave. Listen to me. Can't say I didn't see this coming with the deal Kodansha made. We call we kind of called this. Well, you don't make a fucking deal like that with Disney without shit happening. Mm-hmm. Ooh, look at they have an update. Oh, actually, so I'll. In addition, this is written in the article. Actually, can you scroll up to see who wrote this article? So shout out, uh, Rafael Antonio Pineda, from Anime News Network. In addition, Kodansha issued a statement to Crunchyroll saying that it is sus- suspending Simul... That, that, that's got to be a typo, right? I don't know. Simu- Simulub updates. Uh, maybe that's supposed to be because that... And then it says Simulpub. Okay, Simulpub updates. Simulpub distribution up. from, yeah. Due to changes in the uh, whatever distribution program and adding that it will have announcements regarding simulpubs in the coming months in air quotes. That means you're going to be losing a lot more shit. That's what that means. 
Mm-hmm. That one doesn't really, meh, you know, that's all that's saying the same shit. Who's that guy work for? Kodansha will end distribution. Oh, for the sh- for a show. Yeah, dude. Okay, so the update. Anime News Network reached out to Kodansha USA Publishing about the removal of chapters and titles on Azuki. And the company stated it has no additional information to share about the removal at the moment, but added, this is in quotes, what we can say is that Kodansha is reassessing the distribution of its English language chapter-based content. Any updates on the exact nature of this reassessment will be shared at a future date. That means they're going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. That means they're going something Disney owns. Is what mm-hmm. that fucking means. So Hulu. Probably. Hopefully not. Because I don't want to keep watching shit with ads, but you know. I agree. On Disney Plus. Just do a Disney Plus. I do the I do agree. All right, that's it for news this week. That's a lot of language, though. Like, actually, there's not. That's not everything for news. We, I forgot the one that you sent me. The last one, Uh, Demon Slayer season two Netflix release date announced. Here's what you need to know. Oh, this can just be a quickie. This is the end of this month. um, The Mugen Train arc, and I want. I think, and the Entertainment District. We'll be on oh. Netflix. All right. Good to know. But it's like, you know, like when you put the app on and it does the scrolling thing of like shit that's coming or shit that's on. Yeah. Like it's a giant ass picture of Ren Goku. Big rip. Cheer boy. Massive rip. Actual rip. There he is, right there. And right there. <laughs> and right there. And right there. <laughs> what? All right. Nothing. <laughs> So what we really want to talk about today is um, the petition for Chainsaw Man. We talked about it last week or the week before. Yes. Um, they started this petition. It got like 1,800 signatures. That was and, December, though. Yes. That was a month. Um. Here, I'll actually Google the chain.com. Looks like it. Could you imagine signing on to change.com? What the fuck? There's so much shit. This is the hill you want to die on. Come on, dude. Oh, that I could get down. (laughs) 
there's one on here for uh, Chainsaw Man Fortnite collaboration. I can get down with that. <laughs> Chainsaw Man Fortnite? I'd run around as Denji, dude. You already got the fucking... Um... I'm trying to find that. I can't find the actual petition. It might be gone, dude. Well, this is change. Is it change.org? Well, this ain't it. <laughs> let's fucking go oh dear co- hey canada <laughs> you love canada dude <laughs> i do <laughs> and their square wheels all right it's change.org oh. not change.com Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that was funny, dude. Oh, that ain't it. <laughs> oh, shit. Look at this. People are fucking weird. I don't mean to yuck people's yum, but I mean, come on. All right. Well, it must have been deleted. So they were mad about what were they mad about? I have read this. <sighs> However, compared to the manga sales, the anime did not perform well. That's bullshit. It performed really well. As I was say, that's a very narrow view of what happened. Either critically or financially, I think that's a fuck, some fucking bullshit. Fans of the source material, especially Japanese fans, raised concerns over the type of animation, the realistic tone, the casting, the color palette, and the background score. I The only thing... Listen, you go back episodes, I don't really like the show. I started to like it. I watched the entire first season. I enjoyed the rest of it after you got past the whole... Um, boob squeezing thing and the throwing up in the mouth thing. Um, because that's kind of where I cut it for even reading the manga. I might pick it back up now, mainly because I know that uh, this scene is going to be coming up soon, and I would, yeah, this one. Ooh. Yeah, this scene this is coming up soon. Hey, did you ever find yours one of these? Yeah, it's down oh Naruto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's downstairs. Um holy shit. So I want to I want to start reading it to get to that stuff. Um, 
Uh, a Japanese fan started it under the handle Kobanai's car. They gave a lengthy explanation for their demand, which focused on the aspects the anime disagreed with. So what this is coming down to is that people are starting petitions over personal views of certain things in a show. I'd say the only thing I possibly agree with is the fact that the the background score wasn't that great. It really wasn't. So certainly never stood out. Excuse me. Um, we want to talk about shows that we petitions should be started for, really. Um, well, I mean, let's even talk about this Chainsaw Man thing. All right. I mean... So, like, you didn't like one aspect of the show, so it has to, you have to tear down the whole thing and redo it? Like, what more could you possibly want? Um, I usually don't like the CGI and 3D shit. I liked it in this one. It worked for lie. the fights. And it shit, worked. Yeah, the oh, action yeah. itself looked good, dude. The action itself was great, in my opinion. Um, Granted, I mean, we do know that Mappa does excel at that. That that's we we know that that's a known commodity. Um, like I said, the background score wasn't the greatest at all. What else was there? I already exited out of it. What else did they say? Uh, the color palette I thought was fine. I, I I enjoyed the color palette. That's another thing where like people's imagination might be um right. That that comes that's what it boils down to is it's not how some of these people thought it lo- should look like in their mind. So that you can't that they don't respect people's ability to do something creatively. That they don't agree with, so it's inherently wrong. So you have to have it changed. That's the it, that's the innate issue we're having here. Exactly. So breaking it down, it just doesn't make sense where the petition is supposed. Especially because, okay, let's look at uh, my anime corner. Like if you look at, or is it my anime list? Anime like corner. objectively, though. Like, what are you going to change? I really don't know. All right. In the ranking of the fall 2022. All right, let's see. Should we... Is this ranked correctly? Anime top anime. Well, that's actually surprising. Uh, top airing. It stopped airing. Is there a way to go to? Let's just do this. Rankings of the season. 
Winter, fall. Fall rankings on Anime Corner. Number one. Well, you know, Bleach. Yeah. Chainsaw Man was rated fourth overall for the, for the fall. Let's talk about things that beat out Spy Family, Bokey and the yep. Rock, Eminence, My Hero Season 6, which I don't think should be in ninth place. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit going on with that more than a married couple show. I have no idea what that is. Come on, who who the fuck wants to watch reincarnated as a sword? I'm sorry, but who fucking wants to watch that shit? We're gonna get a text in that group with Harper and Steve immediately. Yep. Um, Mobile Suit Gundam. I am so far behind that. I'm like six weeks behind. But I heard, so I read a spoiler-free review of the last two episodes, and there is a gigantic twist that they actually compared to uh, Code Geass, and they said that this might be one of the best um, Gundam shows of all time by the time it's done. I think part two will help a lot with that, too. So like I got to get you, caught up. Once you get the whole thing, what do you mean? Which that's not that far away, realistically, either. No. And the rest of these, we have no idea what's going on with these. Like, what's that one? Megaton Musashi. Well, I mean, so we, fave. I know. I do want to watch Blue Lock. I'm not going to lie. Um, so for them to say that it's not like, successful or any of these other things whatever they were saying i can't even remember right now um i think it's untrue i think it's a uh what's the word i want to like put out there like it's a extension of your your um feelings towards the show really it's it's a loud minority yeah and when we say minority we mean minority because there was like 1800 signatures at the time of that it's no longer there I'm guessing it maybe hit 2,500 if that by the time it, they took it down. Um, like I said, after the whole boob thing and the fucking puke thing, it's actually pretty decent. I I, I kind of watched like five episodes, six episodes in a row. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't. Is it my favorite? No. I think the problem is that people were hyping it up I think maybe, if anything, it was one of those instances where it wasn't bad by any means, and it was good, but it didn't live up to the hype behind it. And well, people were making that? out that it was going to be the fucking greatest thing ever made. Yeah. And now that it didn't live up to their expectations and their hype, they want it remade. A classic move there. You want to get into talking about some shows that we think that should be a petition should be made for? Yes. So we got two lists up. They're both by Ranker. Shout out to Ranker for these because your your number two one on this first list was my first pick. Um, but there are 
plenty of good choices between both these lists. So shout out to rankers.com for these. Well, look at this one. It's got 2,400 votes. So it's the same amount of fucking people. Yep. Uh, number one is Berserk 2016. Uh, let me tell you, I fucking hated it. So did everybody else. <laughs> um, I thought it was awful. The CGI did not work. Um, the art style with the CGI just did, did not do it for me. Um, much, oh, it says much of the terrible CGI was fixed for the blue air release, but that does nothing to improve the experiences for those who watch the TV version. At that point, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, because that all that wasn't the only issue with that show. Mm-hmm. As this says, um, issues with the storyboarding, editing, that, and other technical issues. So, I mean, it wasn't... That was a genuinely piss-poor product. Yep. Now, is that a product of where CGI animation was at 2016? Yeah, you could probably make that argument. Mm-hmm. But you put out an incomplete product, and it just didn't... It just fell on its face. I... Can't wait to rip into this. 3,241 votes on this. Um, Tokyo Ghoul Route A. If you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that I like Tokyo Ghoul. I thought the second season was good, but there were some things that could be fixed. And Tokyo Ghoul Route A was absolutely hot dog shit in the middle of the summer fucking dog head diarrhea and it came squirting out like it was bad so let me read what these people are saying about tokyo ghoul rude tokyo ghoul rude is the second season no it's not of the widely acclaimed tokyo ghoul it is also notorious for being terrible a terrible follow-up why because it doesn't actually follow the manga storyline wow Ken Kaneki, the protagonist of the series, joins Augiri Tree, a terrorist organization who captures him, tortured him, and assaulted his friends. While it's understandable that some someone might react this way, it's not even remotely close to what Ken Kaneki does in the manga. It's not even the kind of person he is. Manga isn't inherently better than anime, but when an anime studio decides to completely change the main character's most basic personality and behavior, isn't a good look. Changing something so fundamental that the rest of the series has to change too or continuity falls apart completely. While it's kind of cool to see how the story would go if things went wildly different direction, it's a thought it's a thought exercise more appropriate for to Tokyo Ghoul fan fiction, not a professional adaptation. That last line says everything you need to know about Rude. A hundred percent. If someone were to sign a or start a petition, I ain't starting it. I'm just not starting it. But if someone started it. I would 100% sign this. It's awful. There's some cool moments, cool looking things, but it's awful. Especially when you have expectations for something else. You know, like you were expecting it to go the way that the story originally went, at least close to it. Mm -hmm. Where it just seems like it was a complete pivot, a complete 180. Like this almost one. would work out better as like a a what if episode of something. Mm-hmm. If they did like a what if of certain series, and it was like you a know, what I mean, like episode. We did that, we did that chapter of the show. We've done that too. 
Mm-hmm. I don't remember what number that is off the top of my head. But like that's a interesting discussion for that purpose. Mm-hmm. Not like an actual efficient official season or three or whatever that was. I don't I don't even know what to call this. To me, this was like Shippuden and Naruto. Uh next up Dragon Ball GT. Uh we talked about this one briefly before hitting record. I don't agree with this. I don't think you do either. No. It's just the uh the story the storyline kind of just sucked. But everything else was like Here's the biggest issue. Here's the biggest issue with Dragon Ball GT. Dragon Ball GT was a fucking money grab so you could sell Super Saiyan 4 stuff. That's all Mm -hmm. it was. Because if you gave a shit about the story, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The Um, laziness of the whole thing. Plus, Akira Toriyama wasn't involved at all. But, like, I mean, it was so bad. GT is so bad that we kind of have the fix to this being super. Mm -hmm. Like, Toriyama was like, yo, you fucked my shit. And the live action movie, Evolution. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, GT and Evolution that were so bad that Toriyama had to be like, well, I got to fucking fix this. Yeah. Um, I now, will Super, say though, Super Saiyan 4 awesome? Yes. I think Super Saiyan 4 might be the coolest transformation. We don't agree with how Vegeta got it. Uh, it's up there. It's up there. I don't think it'd be my number one, but mastered and ultra. I, I really don't. I really don't like how the Blutz wave gun thing. Yeah. All right. Uh, ninth on the list. We went from three to nine because the other ones I we haven't watched or really don't know anything about. Uh, this one I haven't watched personally. Or wait, was this a... No, this wasn't a uh, branching out, was it? All I remember is I saw the trailer for this at the very beginning of us, our show. And I brought it up how I want to watch it based on the trailer. We've we've 100% spoken about Platinum End. Um, But then when we were doing weekly news, I would see absolutely like crushing reviews of Platinum End every single week. Um, yeah, look at this first sentence here. When it first came out, the anime community was hyped. The series was based on a manga by Sugumi Oba and Takeshi Obata, the powerhouse team behind Death Note and Bakuman. Two big names. Yep. Since Death Note is one of the most beloved anime of all time and Planet Men deals with some of the same themes, it's, it seemed possible that the series would become a modern shonen masterpiece. It's not fair that everything... It's not fair to assume that everything is a... Well, 
brain fart. It's not fair to assume that everything a successful creator touches will automatically meet the same standards as their masterpiece. That's a powerful statement right there. It's not fair to assume that everything a successful creator touches will automatically meet the same standards as their masterpiece. But it is reasonable to expect that it might be good. Sadly, <laughs> Platinum End is resounding is a resounding mediocre, except for the parts where it's outright bad. The characters are lackluster and develop in predictable ways. How many times have we seen a female character with no abilities rely on a male character until she finally decides she has to get stronger? The plot feels predictable. There's little to no humor to break up the serious moments, and it's overall just not an enjoyable viewing experience. So what this is telling me is that, based off the first sentence, when Platinum Men first came out, the community was hyped. The series is basic. I think I'd have to read this. Um, because I'm confused by the opening statement by like the second paragraph. I don't know if is it saying that it was hyped when the when the manga first came out or when the anime was like announced. Um, to me, it sounds like. The anime community was excited for this because the manga was received so well. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. And they were excited to watch this adaptation. And then this adaptation just sucked. That's what I'm thinking, too. It just sounds like everything was just bland. I'd have to read this. Everything that made the manga good, they didn't do any justice, and it just wasn't good. Hold on. Let me go on the Shonen Jump app. See if it's on here and see how many chapters it is. All right, sun on shonen, platinum, and mango. What the fuck is this? I look up platinum and manga in the first thing that pop. I can't make this shit up. I want you to read the name of this first manga. I'm going to send it to you. Tell the listeners the name of this first fucking manga that popped up when I looked up platinum and manga. <laughs> okay, so Tyler Googles Platinum End Manga. You know, pretty normal shit. So, albeit this is sponsored, shop Platinum End Manga <laughs> from Right Stuff Anime. A store rating of 4.7 out of 5, mind you. Oh. Dick Fight Island. What the fuck? Buddy, what, what, are, you, fuck what are you looking up? Fuck, I don't know. What else are you looking up, buddy? Nothing. The previous thing was all anime stuff and things. I think you... Uh... That I was talking to you about. I think you mispronounced hentai. 
Wilson. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Sounds that would be in weird. a private browser. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna find it, plan them in somehow, and and uh, read it. Saves Dick Fight Island. <laughs> I kind of want to fucking check that out now. I'm gonna Google a plot synopsis for Dick Fight Island. Here we go. Well, it's fairly new. All right. The manga is set in a fictional island archipelago only recently discovered by the outside world, where a competition is held every four years to decide the new king. That's fucking gross. Okay. I just caught a fly in my hand, by the way. Very nice. To decide the new king. The competition is a fight between champions representing eight clans with the... Oh, God. With the men who orgasm first losing the battle. Don't fucking nut, dude. I think this is something artists would like. Well, Corf, maybe this is how we get Corf. Corf, read this manga, and then we're going to have you on the show. <laughs> I'm going to talk to Kevin, I know now. you're listening. Send that shit to Corf. Dick Fight Island. Of Corf. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a fucking tangent, folks. All right. Next up on this list. Record of Ragnarok. I uh, I liked the idea. I didn't like the execution of this show. Oh, hold on. The champions face each other in a series of one-on-one fights. The winner being the person who can make the other orgasm first. Thus, the champions go into their fights with armor that, in quotes, was designed... For the manhood growing larger and more elaborate by the year. What the hell? However, keeping with local custom, the men wear clothes displaying the buttocks. This being considered a proud statement of manliness. Mm. The story's central character is Harto, a member of the Jewel tribe. Harto was studying abroad for four years and has returned to take part in the tournament. He has learned a, in quotes, secret trick that he hopes will allow him to win the tournament. Meanwhile, Harto's boyfriend, Matthew, follows whatever the fuck that guy's name, Palu Yang Unda. Jealous of the fact that Harto is being touched by other men. How about that? Yeah. This definitely sounds like something for Korf. You know. 
All right, back to our normal talk here. Record of Ragnarok. Uh, Record of Ragnarok was a cool manga, but the anime adaptation did not do it justice. What's the problem? The series centers around a tournament in which humans and gods fight to decide whether the human race will be allowed to continue. This sounds like the this sounds like fertile ground for some of the most epic fights imaginable. Unfortunately, it's not. Well, there were some cool <laughs> moments. The animation is terrible. I agree with that statement because I watched some it's of the show. Fucking doofy. Yep. The characters barely move during battle, and when they do it, it just looks jerky and weird. Worse, most fights are resolved so quickly, it's like they barely even happen. Bad animation can even ru- ruin a slice of life anime, but when it's action oriented series, it's even worse. God of High School, I disagree with this statement. I enjoyed God of High School. So, and Darling on the Franks, I didn't watch. Didn't watch that. One Punch Man season two. Now, you're not a One Punch Man anime guy to begin with. Yeah. But you do enjoy reading it. So are you are you more or less excited for season three now that MAPPA is, you know, we don't 100% know that. Mm-hmm. They're saying that they're not doing it, but other people are like, yeah, they're doing it. So does the prospect of a season three done by MAPPA excite you more um i'm gonna say yes just because i know what's happening after this season and it's the season three of one punch man is kind of the, just the the pinnacle of one punch man so it's gonna be good and i think map was gonna make it great if they do go with map i think the problem with season two is that Uh, also, this is just based off the trailer. This is an older thing. It was just based off the trailer. I think I think the content they waited too. They didn't wait long enough for stuff to make become exciting for that show. But I mean, that's an issue that we've talked about in the past before as well. Look at fucking Boruto. It's on this list, I think. Um, and then the second list by Ranker <clears throat> that we just want to briefly touch on some stuff. 14 anime that switch studios for better or worse. Number one's Yu-Gi-Oh. Almost every season of Yu-Gi-Oh has been handled by Studio Gallup except for one. Toei Animation actually had the first shot at adapting the manga, but their attempt, now referred to as season zero, was canceled after 27 episodes because the adaptation was not well received by Japanese fans at the time. Studio Gallop restarted the series series with a new anime called Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Monsters, which is the series most fans are familiar with. While Duel Monsters did tell a complete story, it left out the violence that Season Zero covered. Yu-Gi-Oh! was originally intended to be a horror manga with game elements, but eventually became focused on a single game, Duel Monsters. The new anime picked up where the manga started to be about the game in question, while Season Zero covered some of the more brutal assaults committed by the ancient Egyptian spirit. Whether or not this change is a good thing depends on the viewer. I kind of want—I don't know if I've ever seen anything from Season Zero. Have you? I have. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, we talked about this a little bit before we hit record today, but it, like Yugi, fucking like. 
murders people. <laughs> like he kind of just goes around fucking people up. It's a little uh what's a good comp? It's like a combination of like saw and um this was dubbed as season zero by Ghost fans. Rider, I you know, I don't know. And featured a pharaoh that often played deadlier games of chance with foes, such as knife games and one where he sets his opponent on fire. I want to look some of this shit up. Yeah, dude, it, it ain't fucking Duelist Kingdom shit, you know what I mean? Speaking that, of Jesus. That version of Yugi didn't give a fuck about the heart of the cards, I'll tell you that fucking much. Why Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero is badass. What is this? I don't know, I'm going to save this for later because I could probably just go down a wormhole right now. Uh, One Punch Man we touched on. Stay night. I don't think that looked good. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I mean, I guess the. I mean, yeah, those are very different. I could understand it. I think it looks better and and based on so fairy tale changed from A1 pictures and state light to ridge. Um there are many differences, but they boil down to a change in tone, character designs, and color palette and in hid in hit in adherence to the manga. State Light season was brightly colored and lighthearted while Bridges seasons are drawn with darker, more muted colors that underscore the more serious themes and seasons deal with. Uh, Bridges is also like more the, diligent. I, I prefer the latter. Yeah, me too. And plus, it, it says Bridge follow, was more diligent of closely following the manga instead of relying on filler arcs. I like the first one on this one better. Yeah, that goes back to that. Ugh. Oof, dude, that I, I, one's bad. 13 is bad. Like, that is just straight up horrendous, dude. So, <laughs> so another show that we that I have talked about on here is Seven Deadly Sins, how the first and second season were pretty good. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the first two seasons of the Seven Deadly Sins, A1 Pictures produced a popular show in series. A1 Pictures is a well-known studio with the blow-up series like Sword Art Online, Fairy Tale, Your Lie in April, Promise Neverland, and more. They worked with Anaplex for the production of seasons one and two, as well as the movie Prisoners of the Sky. But because the movie underperformed, Anaplex dropped out, forcing A1 Pictures to find a new studio uh, to produce season three. Studio Dean was the only studio available. Due to their busy schedule, they had to outsource their animation to the studio March Jack. Fucking clearly. Stu- uh, switching to Studio Dean made many fans upset due to Season 3's significant drop in quality of anime and direction. 
Fans were especially disappointed over the highly anticipated fight scene between Meliodas and Escanor. The animation was painfully bad. Dude, look how fucking bad that is, though. And it utilized too many still frames. Even the direction was poorly done and how there was no emotional impact in the scene compared to the manga. That The still is You can awful. tell. Just this picture, dude. You can tell alone. Now, I mean, we know this about Aniplex, though. You know what I mean? Like, Aniplex is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. The one on the left versus that one on the right. Like, this should probably be the thumbnail of the episode. Like, he looks like the hunchback of Notre Dame in the in the fucking picture on the right, dude. I agree. <laughs> Sloth from the... Hey, dude, oh, my God, he does. <laughs> he looks like Sloth from the Goonies, dude. <laughs> He's the main character, dude. Like, how bad does the other shit look? It's bad. Look, I never watched Seven Deadly Sins. It's just the story, I just didn't, it just never interested me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, coupled with that, look at his arm, dude. What's his finger doing here? That's well, I mean, that's whatever, but like proportionally, that don't make sense. No. Not at all. So if you want to start a petition, start it for <laughs> seven deadly sins. Seven seven deadly sins as well. Oy. The last one on this list is Attack on Titan. I think Mappa did a great job. Some people bitch about the um, CGI for certain scenes, but I think it looks great. <laughs> Sorry. Rip. Yeah, I, uh, shout out Steve, but I, uh, I like it. I do too. That Most scene where she's got, she fucking murdered all those people. And just the blood is just literally raining. Yeah. But that's about it for shows that we would start a petition for, really. Um, I think the end of the day, don't, don't project your hopes and dreams onto a show. And then when you're disappointed, start a petition because it's just stupid. Um. Hey, they're not going to do it anyways. Yep. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not going to do it. They don't care. Uh, one last thing before we sign off for the night. Um, so, Tokyo Revengers is on Hulu. What was the other one? Trigun. But Tokyo Reve- Revengers, we got to remember... Um, that's Kodansha. Kodansha. So we made that whole entire prediction that anything Kodansha is going to start streaming on Hulu, and here we go. The for our first new season for a Kodansha show on Hulu. Rip. So and then, like we said earlier, like all those shows that Crunchyroll's losing, we'll see more than likely see them on Hulu and Disney Plus. In well, those were manga. Time. That story we covered today was manga. 
Oh, okay. Well, I could see that the the anime being pulled. I was well. just about to say that's probably easier to remove because I mean you're a huge manga guy and you you don't utilize theirs. Yeah, I mean less people are going to notice that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how far behind is everything else? I would bet you, not very. Yeah. So that's about it for today. Um, thank you for tuning in. Um, we appreciate the support as always. We're excited to kick off 2023. Dude, we're getting and a I... bunch of branching out shit. Are we? People, yeah. Good. We need it. From former guests and um the people in the in the DMs and comments and shit. Oh yeah. As per tradition. Um Oh shit! I don't think we talked about this. Uh, do we talk about this Idris Elba thing? Mm-mm. So Idris Elba is developing an Afro-futuristic sci-fi anime for Crunchyroll, titled Dante. is set in a corrupt society where biotech has created a gap between the rich and the poor. That's from Ishmael. Oh yeah. I'd watch that. I'd watch the fuck out of that, and I I hope he fucking voices in it too. That's the that's exactly what I said to Ishmael. So shout out to Ishmael for that piece. Uh, shout out to Idris Elba for branching out uh, into the realm of anime. Idris Elba is going to be in that cyberpunk expansion too. Yep. That's if they true. Make a, if they make an Edge Ed Runners 2, mm-hmm. does he show up? I think so. Wouldn't be shocked. Me neither. That would be the least shocking thing. So thank you all for your continual uh, branching out suggestions. We appreciate that. That's going to be kicking off in a couple months. Um. I have the list right here. Well, I'll read off real quick that Aaron sent me that I have to that we have to watch and then rank. Uh, where the fuck did it go? I have it right here. All right. Uh, Kamui and Cyberpunk. Yep. Violet Evergarden, Bungo Stray Dogs, Spy Family, Ranking of Kings. So we got to watch those, and then if we have to. Rank, re-rank them. Talk, we'll talk about them and see what we like and what we didn't like. Um, but oh, oh, oh also, um, local Comic Con, uh, Nickel City, they're starting to announce like guests and shit that are appearing. Mm-hmm. Nothing anime related yet. Yeah. Um, Michael Rooker. Who, I mean, who's been in so much shit. I guess most notably, they're using the picture of him as Yondu from Guardians. Sean mm-hmm. Gunn. Brother of uh, James. He's been in all those shits too. Henry Winkler. Brett Wagner, the guy that was uh, Leatherface. And... CJ Graham, who was um, Jason Voorhees. 
So not, nothing, nothing too crazy. Yet. Nothing anime yet. I'm sure there will be some at some point announced. Uh, we will not be there, though. <laughs> no. Because it, it takes place from June 30th to July 2nd. Yeah, we'll be pretty busy. <laughs> uh, there's, a awesome. lot of cool, there's a lot of cool uh, clothes and shit coming out, too. So, I mean, look out for Hypeland. They're coming out with the new Akatsuki shit and this Curse Marked stuff tomorrow. So by the time you're listening to this, it might already be out. Uh-huh. Um, Saru Regime's coming out with new shit. That's the license plate cover people. You can check those out on my inst- on my personal and the page Instagram. Fucking video games and shit are coming out. Uh, the One Piece Odyssey is coming out soon. So that's something else to look forward to. New Dragon Ball Super manga coming back and pictures of that are coming out. So, I mean, there'll be uh, no shortage of things for us to be looking forward to in the near future. Ooh. During one of the football games this week, Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. Fuck yeah. So that's some non, uh, some non, uh, anime stuff to look forward to coming out. Um, anything else? I think that's good for this week. Yeah. So thank you all for tuning in as per tradition. We really appreciate it. Make sure you share, like, subscribe, comment, send us branching out as per tradition. Um, anime made me do it on Facebook. Anime made me do a pod. All one word on Instagram. Don't go to Twitter. It's dead. As per tradition. A horse with a dead stick, you know? A horse with you a know, dead you stick. You know the saying. You know the saying. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate it. Love y'all. And uh, ain't nothing to it. Anime made me do it. We out. We out. out.